Welcome back, everybody, to Of Dice and Den Presents, A Fistful of Dice, A Deadlands, The Wild West Campaign. I'm Jeff, the Marshal. Oh, yeah, it is the Weird West. It is the Weird West. I'm Jeff, the Marshal. Joining me today on the phone is Josh. Hey, uh, I'm playing Percy Clemens, also known as Clem, a deserter from the Union Army out there just trying to <laughs> trying to wrong some rights, make up for his past. And in the room? I'm Aries. I'm confused about Clem, but... <laughs> did, did I screw that up? <laughs> I thought you were in the Southern Army, because at one point you dive on the ground and say, it's the Yanks! Isn't that the Union? Did I mess that up? I don't know. I don't know. Un Union. Union was the good guys. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, no. Uh, sorry. Excuse I me. In the War of Northern Aggression. Oh! <laughs> 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 uh, we're we're <laughs> so off to a sharp it. start here. Uh, hey, uh, <laughs> I play Percy uh, Clemens, also known as Clem, a deserter from the Confederate Army. Uh, out there traveling the land, trying to right some wrongs he's done in the past. I'm Ari, no longer confused. Shut <laughs> <up. laughs> I play Frank. Um, I'm uh, what did we establish? Uh, whoop. Mexican, French Mexican. Is is it called Mexico? Yeah. <laughs> okay, French Mexican trapper. And I'm very smelly. That's true. That's oh, fact. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I'm Dan. I play Bartholomew uh, Champsworth. Uh, he's a southern dandy moving to Deseret to try to prove that he actually can do things to his dad. And I'm Kimberly. I play Alice Allie Taylor. And I am a saleswoman. I sell very special medicine. And I am headed... To Salt Lake City to peddle my wares. I'll peddle your wares. Yeah, I mean... you will. <laughs> <clears throat> you getting a head shake again? No, no, she's she's, she's cool used with to it. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She's like, no, he won't. <laughs> no, 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 you won't. Okay. So, a white chip to whoever wants to tell us where we left off. So, so last session, um, we talked to the chef and the uh, uh, kind of a, uh, was she like a, a flapper type lady and convinced her to come along with us for some reason, some damn reason, uh, and the chef actually, uh, leaving everyone behind to either eat shoes or each other. Um, and we went down <coughs> and we found... The caboose, uh, and blood, and no people. Uh, also, uh, we also found my cousin Horace. Um, and then uh, we uh, explored around. Frank found some footprints that looked like stilts, and so we're pretty sure it was Carney's what got them. <laughs> but we just collected up some rations, and my suit, and some other things. And uh, what's her name? Got a couple suitcases, and we headed on back. Uh, and Clem uh, basically forced her to let him carry her suitcase, 
and in doing so, quote unquote, dropped it. Mm. And we went through all the men's clothing of the uh, guy who was guarding the now missing crate from the museum. Uh, and then, so I, thinking she grabbed the wrong suitcase, and you guys not being strong enough to even hold back this weakling, uh, went up and told her that we opened the suitcase, and she done stuck a derringer in my hanging out guts. And then uh, we had some terse words, and she walked away. This sounds about right. Our heroes have successfully found food as well as Bartholomew's suit and cousin. Curious tracks raise concerns of carnies or mothmen. What will they do next? Find out now on OD&D Presents A Fistful of Dice. yourself a white chip. Yeah. Okay. I do. I had to sit through no. your bullshit at least three times. <laughs> <laughs> that is more than a white chip. I just realized my notebook has everyone's things. All right. Dan has his headphones. So. The only part you left out, I believe, is that. Clem and. If not, then I. Allie took turns uh, <laughs> keeping watch throughout the night. Oh, yeah. I don't know that I did. Did I? What? I don't think I part- was keeping watch. Who was keeping watch? I don't think it was me. Uh, it was Frank and Clem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Frank and Clem. And you heard... <coughs> um, so you were on guard. And I believe you all passed your cognition rolls. So you heard the sound of scuttling across the rocks on the side of the pass. But you didn't wake anyone up. Nope. And we were not happy about that. So. Sorry, Pop. Now, morning has broken. And the sun is starting to come up. What do you do? I, uh, I, I feel Frank. so much oh. better, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I dig in my I, uh, face for something like this little, got a little pet me up. Like, like a little, like. It's not coffee? It's not coffee, it's like. Vitamin B. <laughs> I was gonna say, it's like, it's, like, it's like Wild West energy drink. There you go. <laughs> You're only supposed to drink half the bottle? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I check on Horace. Mm hmm. <clears throat> he's doing? he's still a little shell shock and you know his the blanket that you put around him the night before and the warm cup of coffee has him having gotten a little bit of sleep but he's still mostly mute uh not really now, hard. saying Hoss, um, if you are going to be my sidekick as per my boon, you really do need to uh, start uh, talking to me. 
Yes. Very nice. Thank you. He just sits there with his hands wrapped around the the cup of weak coffee that Harold was able to brew up, staring off into the middle distance, just going, the eyes, the eyes are so big, the eyes, the eyes. Now, I understand, I understand you were checking out the redhead, but I feel like I shouldn't be <laughs> saying that out loud. And he just repeats it over and over. The eyes. The eyes. Hmm. The eyes have it. Yes. Alright. That's it for me. Okay. <laughs> um, or Clem. Yeah, I was just... I was actually going to approach Frank. Uh, just pull Frank off to the side. and uh, I, I say... Okay, so Frank, that's Josh saying Frank. Uh, mm-hmm. Clem says Frank, because he's not. No, that's fine. <laughs> uh, Wait, I thought Josh uh, said Shemapel. Shemapel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that he's one. a little shell shocked, and he goes back and forth. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> Clem hops around. <laughs> yes, indeed. That's uh, never it. His affectation is a little wonky. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you have to excuse it. <laughs> so, uh, Clem uh, kind of pulls Frank aside and goes, uh, Morning, Frank. Uh, you will have to excuse my affectation as it does change from time to time. <laughs> Such, I, I've traveled these lands and it changes with those travels. Uh, but, what do you just say? <laughs> No, it's cool, Frank. I already took a wee. You know, it's morning. Uh, but do you happen to hear some scuttling around the rocks last night? I heard some weird noises, and maybe I was drifting I off. That, but should I we tell the others? Uh, perhaps is the the forest it tends to be loud at night. But if you think they need to know, we can tell them. I mean. Back in my unit, I spent a lots, lots of nights in the forest, and the trees never scuttled around like that. Plus, I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you spend lots of time in your battlefields. The uh, wild, the wildlife tends to be quiet when lots of people. But we can tell them if you want to. <laughs> Yeah, Frank, it's good to have an open line of communication with our comrades. I, I don't know how they deal with uh, this boot? kind of stuff in France. <laughs> so, we go and tell them about... Uh, I, yeah, I've, I I've share... come out of the, the bedroom car uh, to to get some breakfast. And a wee. Um, <laughs> as we enter... Uh, Bartholomew, how's the kid? Well, uh, he's still not uh, saying too much, but uh, I'm hoping maybe give him some time. He'll he'll come around. Well, if he ever needs a, a little bit of my field medicine, you know I, I got your back. But <laughs> I did want to talk to y'all. Uh, where, where's <laughs> Alice at? I'm over nursing her drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, well, since we're all together, 
Uh, Frank and I noticed last night a weird scuttling noise over the rocks uh, off in the distance. It, it could be nothing, but... So, like, crab scuttling, or what kind of scuttling would you say it was? Like, midgets on stilt kind of scuttling? <laughs> uh, I'm not quite the intellect to know what a crab is, Bartholomew, but... If you it's could the thing imagine, you get what, never mind. Uh, Jeff, could you describe the shambling a little bit more? It. Uh, you hear the sound of something scuttling across the rocks, like click, 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 like a uh, dog or cat running across a linoleum floor. Oh, you know. okay, okay, I gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know when. You're running from a grizzly bear, and you're on river rock, and the claws are just clickety-clacking all over. Well, it sounds like that, but with uh, maybe not as much hussing and fussing from the furry types. So what you're telling me is maybe my first guess of Mothman might be correct. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Harold and Laura are just sitting in the background, just shaking their head. <laughs> Why? Uh, do we have a plan for today? Are we don't die leaving? Well, I, I'm not exactly sure how. Uh, how how long of a walk would you say it would be, Harold, to get to the next uh, populated center? Well, the the next town is about a two day mile walk back down the tracks from there <clears throat> we'd be able to hop on another Denver Pacific train and maybe find an alternate route through the mountains to Salt Lake or you know, yeah, so, head back uh, east so if they the aren't route. aware of our, our uh, situation at the moment uh, would we be expecting <coughs> another train forthwith It'd probably take just about as long to walk back as to wait for another train to come. Yeah, through. but a whole lot less fussing with my muscles. <laughs> about this time, <clears throat> Laura comes up to you, the uh, the redhead that went with you on the trip down to the boxcar the first time, and the she liar? pulls pulls the the you all together and uh, approaches <clears throat> Bartholomew directly uh, since he is the most outspoken member of the posse. That's fact. Is he? Clem is the most talkative. But I'm he the most stumbles outspoken. over his words a lot. It's... <laughs> It's quantity. It's quality versus quantity. I think is what that's. <laughs> and she says, "Hey, come here. Okay. I don't want to say anything before, but yeah. I think I know what's going on." All right, I, I'd be, uh, I'd be up to listening. Earlier in the trip, that Mister Seabirth, the one that's missing. Let slip that he wasn't actually carrying a sculpture in that crate. 
I couldn't get him to go into details, but I'm pretty sure he had some sort of animal back there. <coughs> well, really, uh, an animal, huh? Well, yeah. What kind do you think? Is it a mothman? Because <laughs> I've been pretty certain that uh, there's a mothman. Uh, well, you see, in West Virginia, we, uh, we've been talking about it. Um, yeah, I, I visited well, up I'm there. That's where sure. my uncle lives. And, uh, <clears throat> but whatever it was, it must have been pretty ferocious. And I think it's out there right now, hunting us. <clears throat> I can't imagine what it wanted with us. So I turned around to everyone and said, uh, there's a monster on the <laughs> loose, apparently. <coughs> this one here says that she thinks there was a monster in the box. Shh, what, is it one down. of them crabs you've been talking about, Bartholomew? <laughs> Perhaps, perhaps. I think it's a mothman, but it could be crab people. <laughs> she just kind of takes a breath and lets it out slowly. <clears throat> I don't know what it would want with those poor dead people's bodies, but I'm sure it's something very, very bad. Well, yeah, I'm sure it ate them. I mean, it's a still, it's a monster, but it may be an animal. I, I, so I what it. I'm hearing is it's not worth going after. Uh, so we just uh, sit here with uh, guns at the ready, and I'm sure we'd be fine. Well, uh, but I'm pretty scared. I go scared. and sit down. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty scared. We're in the middle of nowhere, and there's no one to turn to for help. Right. Uh, let's, let's do some math here, young lady. <laughs> oh, God. I walk, I All right. So uh, what do we have at our disposal uh, here right now? Dead bodies. Uh, we'll do that. But, uh, are we also part a... of this conversation now? Did oh, yeah, I, I turned around and told everyone. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I guess we <laughs> huddle over. Uh, we're in a big uh, metal box full of food and uh, weapons and clothes and other people. Is that full uh, of food? And uh, if we uh, start uh, walking back up those tracks, we'll be about the same number of people, but we'll be Song's big metal box and still a monster. So, I would say, uh, if I had my choice between walking nowhere and sitting and waiting, I know what my choice would be. Uh, hey, hey, Harold, when, how far away were we from our next destination? Harold looks up from the cooking stove, the makeshift stove that he's at, and goes, hmm? What? Harold, what schedule were we on? How long will it take before a search party comes? <clears throat> oh, well, we were supposed to get into... I was about three days. I don't know. Probably three days before they noticed we're missing, and then another two days for them to put together a search party, and another three days for them to get back here. Really, our best option is to go walk to the other place, but if what Miss Laura says is true, we should probably deal with that monster before we leave. And can't stay here it? or we'll freeze to death. Right. Um, when is the next train supposed we got to trains. come through? Well, you said it would take over. Well, Harold, it over sounds like you oh, just okay. signed on for monster hunting duty. Let's go, good buddy. <laughs> this seems a right up from uh, Sally. <coughs> I am more than willing to go after a monster, but perhaps we should send the rest of the crew or the rest of the passengers on ahead 
down the tracks towards what is it called? Salt Lake City. <laughs> yeah, not Salt Lake City, but the next. The previous uh, destination. The, previous. No, the pre- previous station is the closest. Yeah. Okay. It's about two days in either direction. Two days back, three days to the next stop. But if you press forward, you're going into the mountains further. Weather is going to happen. It's much more treacherous to go forward. Uh, You'd probably lose some of your party to freezing. Yeah, Donner. Dysentery and... It's Donner time, everyone. Ding, 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 ding. Honor, party of 40. Thank you for listening to episode 3 of OD&D Presents of Fistful of Dice. It uh, never ceases to amaze me the troubles that these guys get into. It's been a hoot and a half. Uh, if there is any feedback anybody has, please feel free to reach out to me. I am always looking for ideas as to what to do with them next. I can say that the next couple of episodes are promising to be very action-packed and very creative for our cast. I'm excited to see what they do with them then. OD&D Presents is a part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Go to StolenDress.com to check out more shows that include our main of Dyson Den's podcast, as well as Comedy on Vinyl, Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour, and What's New with You, Scooby-Doo, among many others. Check out OD&D at our website, odndpodcast.com. While you're there, check out our merch shop, or go to shop.odndpodcast.com. You can connect with us on Twitter at odnd. Pod, Facebook at ODND Podcast, or email us at ODNDPod at gmail.com. Theme music is All Good in the Wood by Audionautics and licensed under Creative Commons Distribution License. Deadlands the Weird West is a publication of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. given the ammunition Harold will you take the rest of the women and children and cowards on back to the last station <laughs> yeah I can probably do that we'll, we'll pack up and start walking that way uh, Harold before you do go how much raw meat do you have <laughs> We've got just enough rations to get us back just safe and sound. That ain't the question, Harold. <laughs> we have more than enough dead bodies. There are at least two bandits over <laughs> far side of the train. Oh, are they <laughs> still available? <laughs> Harold kind of looks over the precipice and goes, think the chief engineer might be just about done cooking in his ghost rock, too. <laughs> Well, let's hope this beast lacks some extra crispy. All right, Harold, you take your portly little behind, get those good folks back, and enjoy those rations. Thanks for the help, Phil. Yep. So he he starts getting the people loaded up. Um, I don't think you guys actually interacted with her, but when she f- 
before this, but when she finds out that you're uh, going on a monster hunt while everybody heads off, uh, Denise Merritt, the reporter for the Tombstone Epitaph, comes up and she starts begging Allie. She's like, please, please let me come with you. This could be the break of my career. I'd love to take pictures and write of your heroic deeds and we can publish it in the newspaper and you'll be heroes. Please, please let me go. But tell them you tell her no. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think uh, if there's dangers out here, especially if we, uh, we we find it but say don't succeed at bringing it down, it might be a positive experience for <coughs> the rest of the world to know that there's a danger out here. And if she is killed and eaten with the rest of us? You're, how old are you, uh, Miss Merritt? Uh, 20. Say she's an adult. She can handle herself. Well, uh, I, I got an idea. Him. I got an idea. I go, I grab my uh, a pistol, and I go back to Horace. And I, I, I say, come on, Horace, let's go. Horace kind of looks up at you with these... Big eyes and kind of stands and shuffles along behind you under his blanket. And I hand him the gun as we walk out into the area with everyone else. Say, right, horse, uh, we are going to take care of them big eyes so you don't have to worry about them any longer. Uh, But what we'll need you to do is I don't want you to engage with the monster, but I do want you to hang back with this uh, lovely young lady here and help protect her as she reports on our daring dudes. Think you can handle that? This is he just kind of he, he just kind of nods and agrees and and is ready to face his demons. I clap him on the back. Yeah. Laura walks back up to to Bartholomew and is like, "We will." Get everybody ready to go, and we'll wait <clears throat> one day. If you're not back by daybreak tomorrow, we're going to head out without you. I have something very important to say. There is literally a cat butt rubbing up against the microphone, so just so you guys all know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. Um, I suppose you will probably end up going on ahead of us, as this sounds like a multi-day trip, potentially. Yes. I, I slap Bart on the shoulder and say, Such a malady. Malady? Malady? Are y'all sick? You are a moron. <laughs> and then I walk away. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand. Uh, Bartholomew, may I, may I give uh, Horace some words of encouragement? My uh, humble little fella out. You can give him words, but do not be giving him any of your uh, <laughs> drink or smell. No, no field mess in this time, Bart. He's on his feet. It obviously worked. <laughs> I literally don't know how to argue against that statement. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Clem uh, goes over to Horace and he, Hey, little man, uh... Uh, I'm going to tell you something my sergeant told me back when I was a a green recruit. And, you know, it it might help take the edge off. Uh, 
And Clem leans into Horace and he just goes, Death comes for us all. It'll happen someday. But don't worry about it. <laughs> and then just walks off. Horace kind of turns and looks. And it is like, you know, 1870s version of what? <laughs> it is, is just kind of okay I guess okay <laughs> alright so who all is coming it's us Flapper Horace is not coming? nope and it's Dean, just us Horace and Denise and, and De- Denise yeah oh yeah <laughs> yes Denise so, right, so Harold starts packing up the, the campsite and the rest of the people. Uh, Denise and Horace are with the party, kind of hanging back. Laura's watching you guys get ready. She's going to stay with the main party and, and help Harold get everybody down. So where uh, do you go from here? Well, uh, uh, where do we go? I, I, I stock... I say we should stock up on enough rations to last us, say, three or four days. Uh, I think that's fair. Uh, and then uh, load up on some weapons and uh, anything else that might be useful in hunting a Mothman or murder carny. Does that mean we're going these, back these down crap to the people. Make sure you get the crackers. Are we going back down to the... Yep. I, I would um, just remind you all that at the boxcar there were a set of drag marks that went up into yeah, the Yeah, I think we trees. should go follow those, I yeah. was going to okay. say. Uh, the DM I... so rudely <laughs> 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 How dare you we run that. your game? Yeah, how dare you remind <laughs> us of crucial information. Um, I pull Clem over. Are we at the boxcar now? We haven't even left... Why do we have to go through all of it? We're just going to the boxcar. I take okay. a 20 to go to the boxcar. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm I can't really fall asleep. Uh, crispy <laughs> conductor with us as bait. Oh, God. Oh, I mean, okay. Oh, we wrap him in a blanket. Yeah. Okay, it's take it from one of those sleeper cars. But we don't need to drag it. I'll just grab one side, you grab the other. I think between the two, twixt the two of us, we can probably carry it. There we go. Denise is furiously taking notes uh, <laughs> at all this. What is the weather? For some reason, I keep picturing snow, but our yeah, is yeah, it? it's snowy. Okay. Because the tracks are in the snow. And what is Denise wearing? Possibly... Hold on. <laughs> I just say fan artist, get ready. She can't possibly be dressed for hiking in the woods. Are any of us? There's a I lot of stuff well. in the train, I'm sure. At I, least in the cargo train. So I, I would say we should ran. I'd say we ransack the cargo car before we move on and make sure that we're all appropriately attired and armed up. Okay. Sounds like a plan. So we do that. Okay. All right. I'm over since I'm already properly dressed. Um, Wrapped in stinky over... pelts. Hey, they they make it so nobody can the bears can't smell my delicious human flesh. They just mm-hmm. smell your delicious dead deer flesh. It's not that delicious. I have a, deer, a bear pelt. <coughs> Thank you. 
So I'm over examining. Didn't you say that there were uh, those weird stilt marks too? We didn't explore those much, did we? No, we did not. So I'm checking those out while the they're going marks? through the. Uh, yeah, are they by the drag marks? Yes, the stilt stilt marks are by the drag marks. Okay, so I'm checking those out. Well, can I roll for anything? Uh, probably either searching or tracking. Alright, I have... Oh, the toughness of... I have both. Okay. I have 4d10. Do, 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 do. 1, 2, 3. I'm gonna tell what direction and time it is. Okay. <laughs> I know which way is north, I should say. Uh, I don't. I don't know anything right now. <laughs> oh, I ace it. So, you just roll one die after you ace it, right? Yep. So, just whatever you aced, right? Yeah. So, if you ace two, you would roll two, right? No, no you roll just... the additional. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you get two sixes on a d6, you get... 17 to Trekken. So, <clears throat> Franck being the expert French trapper that she is... French Mexican. Be French Mexican trapper. <laughs> French chicken, we call them. <laughs> French chicken. You are able to find the tracks pretty easy, and you see that they go up into the woods. It's very dense woods, but you're able to follow the tracks with, with little problem. This isn't any different than tracking a deer for you. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, well, we follow right, well, Frunk. Yeah. <laughs> I, I look back at Horace. How you doing, bud? Uh, can, I, can I pick up a little bit of the footprint of, or the drag mark, like a, a little bit of discoloration in the snow and take it over to Bart? And I'm like, taste this. <laughs> what, what does this taste like? I, I don't follow. A good that. tracker knows what things taste like. Well, I am a, taste, a cur I am it. curious. If I'm confronted with a mystery, I must do everything in my power to try to solve it. <laughs> All right. Do, do, do. What does it taste like to me? DOP. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I think you know. <laughs> I shrug. All right. So you're following the tracks up yes, through sir. the forest. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Can I do a would be a cognition check just to kind of like scope out the area, make sure we're doing okay. Nothing. Yeah, sure. Trying to get the drop sure. on us. <laughs> yep. Passive cognition. Yeah. Everything's. Uh, go ahead and roll your cognition. <laughs> It'd be a it's nine. Nine. I do have yep. I do have my gun out by the way. I'm not a, a fool. Okay. Everything looks pretty fine. It as you get closer to a, a particular clearing, it you follow the tracks and drag marks into this clearing and it just feels off. Everything seems to be just a little bit more stark, a little 
more uneasy feeling the the feeling of nervousness you had when you first came upon the box car the day before had you feeling spooked this one has you feeling really spooked it's um, a stark uneasy feeling yeah when you hunt down a mothman. <laughs> so. Getting your hopes up on the mothman. <laughs> I mean, he's far from home if it's the mothman, but I mean, Yeti Bigfoot, that's the same thing, right? So maybe this is like a butterfly man or a butterfly fly man. Well, whatever it is, is from Boston, so. What does Boston have? Big beans. Okay. Well, let me read you the description here. After a long and exhausting climb up the steep slope, the trail leads to a small clearing about 30 feet across at the base of a towering cliff. The rock face looms over the trees, cloaking the small open area in perpetual shadow. A cave opens into the cliff at the back of the clearing. Well, I guess we have to go inside a cave now. Ugh. Counterpoint there, Bartholomew. We did bring bait. We could post up out here, lay our trap, and uh, let the this crab sucker come to us. Yes, I, th- I, I'm not. I feel like if it is the Mothman, we might have to wait till evening. Uh, so uh, well, I guess uh, what well, do we do? Do we, we hunker uh, down? Do we then. set up a camp. Do we set up a camp, or what What would you recommend? Uh, Frunk? Shamapel, yeah. What would be your suggestion for waiting for a quarry? Can I make a trapping roll? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know. My character knows stuff. I don't know stuff. That's always the biggest problem. Yeah. My character knows, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Or I know, but my character wouldn't. And we, do we, do I, do I know how big this creature is by looking at the, <laughs> all you know, all we the... see are stilt marks and drag. Yep. Right? Yep. So, might be able to tell by how, how deep, deep are the stilt marks? Uh, you know, there's, there's several inches deep, uh, you know, one but to two could... inches deep. That's still wouldn't said. tell much. We could do that. Especially if it's stilty. I mean, the it would just go in. The kittens would do that. <laughs> Especially if they were on stilts. Yeah. And plus, how deep is the snow? Maybe the... About stilts. two inches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we don't even know. Well, if, if we assume it's... It could be human-sized by... Like at least there's a human. Oh well, yeah. Uh, did it, does it seem, as ba- as per her tracking skill, does it seem like it's got like its gait? Does it seem like a four-legged creature, six-legged creature, two-legged well, creature? Can I tell how heavy a person was dragged? Because somebody bigger would have had to, or stronger would have had to drag a certain size. Well, we know how big the guy was. Do we know who got dragged away? That was the guy who was in charge of the crate. Okay, I thought so. And the conductor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So two people got dragged? At least. Okay, so we know that this 
creature is strong enough to drag small grown men and has the stamina to do the whole thing twice. Or drag them both at the same time. Or that's even bigger. <laughs> is there a way for her to tell if the, there were two drag marks at the same time? No, it's one drag path. So unless you stacked them. Stacks on stacks. <laughs> um, when you saw one drag path, that was when I dragged you. They know. travel in single files. So we can assume it's bigger than a per. I can. Logic would. Uh, I could with logic. I could assume it is at least the size of a grown man. So that gives me an idea of how big a thing we are trying to trap is. Yeah. Okay, I'm doing trapping. Okay. Oh, this doesn't bode well. <laughs> yeah. Three. Four. That's a four? Oh. Um, <laughs> That's yep. not an ace. You have to get two of them to get an ace, don't you? Yeah. Wait. Is an ace two of the same number? or one No, of it's, it's the no. max. It's the max. Max of yeah. one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you been getting aces and not knowing? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I got that six. Explains. Okay, <laughs> Well, you know from your experience trapping that your assessment is probably correct. <clears throat> that it is man-sized or probably larger. Um, yeah. And that Clem's plan is the best. So you, you guys have walked into the clearing... The reporter and Horace are at the edge of the the clearing, and you get and you see across the thirty foot glade, you see a cave. Somebody, walk into the clearing for me, please. I walk into well, the clearing. Uh, me too. All right. We all walk into the clearing. All right. And then I immediately so, cut the conductor open and go, whew. Uh, I thought they uh, smelt bad on the outside. <laughs> it's a, it's for bait, y'all. Don't get too grossed out. Oh, I, please, I'm not sure please. That, uh, I wanted so. to climb inside. <laughs> uh, so uh, what you're telling me is that as long as you use a human corpse for bait, you don't need to be grossed out by the fact that they are sliced wide open. Well. Uh, we did this all the time in the war. It's, <laughs> it's you know the war crime. No, you know this word. <laughs> <laughs> Sacre bleu and manageo line. <laughs> back, back me up here, Shamapel. You're a hunter. We gotta lay some bait out for this thing. I do not hunt the people. Well, I'm not. This man okay. is obviously not being hunted. <laughs> yeah, I just cut him open. I still do not cut them open. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we walked in to the clearing, Jeff. Okay. <laughs> I give the dead body just kind of a, a passive look of disgust oh. and move on with my life. Passive look of disgust. Okay. Uh, does anybody want to? Roll. Taste it. No. Taste. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Taste. Uh, you know, maybe a searching or a tracking roll. Oh, I do a tracking. Um. 
I got a four. I don't remember how to do this. You roll that many. I know. Wait, no one. Well, it was. Shouldn't shouldn't we hide? I just like cut this thing open. Like. <laughs> yeah, you jumped the gun a little. <laughs> I uh, want to make sure I got my point across. I got an eight on trekking. So I I have two in searching, and my cognition is one d ten. So I roll two d ten. Yeah. Correct. So if you got, I got a seven and a two. It's kind of neat. So you got a seven. <laughs> no, because we're a D10. Oh, okay. Okay. So, Allie and Jumapel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Shumapel. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Notice, get it right. notice four piles of dirt about halfway through the clearing that look as if they've been freshly turned. Uh, you know, freshly dug graves, for example. Oh dear. Are they about, like, grave-sized? Grave <laughs> yeah! Yeah. Grave-size, shape, color. If you licked it, it would taste like grave dirt. <laughs> it quacks like a grave. So, yeah. uh, Clem, is this another one of these uh, <coughs> containers you're going to want someone with a laurel, lower morals to open for you? <laughs> I, uh, I put Maybe my finger we... on my nose. <laughs> <laughs> I crash down on the ground and uh, set my uh, traveling case down, and I open it up and pull out an empty bottle. An empty what? Empty bottle. Ooh. Well, uh, Bartholomew, I do not know what, uh, you are speaking of, because, uh, Shemeple and, uh, Alice have not pointed anything out to me. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh I'm not gonna point it out, I'm just gonna, can I go up to one of them, or can I approach one? Yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, you're I in the middle back. of a meadow. <laughs> um. You're in the middle of a meadow with graves in the center, so you're, you know... 15 feet away from the graves. Okay, I'm gonna take a good look around and make sure there's, like, nothing gonna, like, come after us, and then I wanna go get some grave dirt and put it in my bottle. Oh, goodness. Uh, Shit's potent stuff. Describe potent. How exactly <laughs> does one use <laughs> grave dirt? In my medicine. <laughs> I check on Clem's jacket and point out the grave site, or gra graves. Oh, well, ain't this a little bit of a pickle? <laughs> okay. Maybe that's what's. I'm all excited, like you know, I haven't seen really good fresh grave dirt in a really long time. Fresh. <laughs> 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 like, snort that. Snort that line fresh. It up, snort uncut it. graves <laughs> dirt. <laughs> it's good potion ingredient. I definitely have my uh, colt out. Do you have a Mary uh, Poppins carpet bag <laughs> keeping all your stuff in there? <laughs> it's like it's like it's a it's a medicine traveling case. That, you know, it opens up and you've got display yes. bottles, but it's also got like storage for shit. But, I mean, how much stuff do you just gather? Lots, <laughs> lots of crazy little shit. Vi <laughs> Wiccan. <laughs> so, you um, shit. You bend down to get your grave dirt. Uh huh. And. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Sammy's pop out. Uh, yeah, actually, that's <laughs> exactly like what happens. Bambies? 
No, no. Um, what is there? Let's be realistic here. There aren't zombies in Deadlands. Just when day goes and <laughs> goes. Okay, let's be and... <laughs> Let's be perfectly honest here. Mothmen. Um. Yeah. 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 How many are standing? <laughs> How many are standing with Kimberly? Or uh, Allie? None excuse of us. Me. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm back with. I stepped back with the boys. Okay. Well, I, uh, if people were walking out, I was staying with them. I'm still a We're protector so... type of person. So if Allie okay. went out there, I went with her. Oh, All you. right. So uh, after you bend like down. My cross. Yeah, and you get a nice big scoop of that sweet-smelling grave dirt. It just, it falls through your fingers. It's freshly tilled. This is primo stuff. Up through that primo stuff, a pale hand grabs at your ankle. I go, ha! And like ah. try to kick it, try to like. I'm going to <laughs> reflexively shoot at it. I think. Oh, her foot is right there. <laughs> try to hit it with the bottle. You're as bad as Horace. So, um, at this point, everybody draw cards. The undead begin their attack. Can our heroes defeat them, or will they join their grave-ridden kind? Find out next time on OD&D Presents: A Fistful of Dice.